don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Dynasty Lifecycle Podcast. We're back at it again, getting you ready for the 2021 NFL Draft, getting you ready through the rookies. I am your host, Ian Quintana, alongside my two co-hosts, Joey Guerreri. What's up, folks? And Isav Gaga. How's it going, everybody? We're excited. We're back. Episode number three, third week in a row. Excited to be with you all. Um, we have some unfinished business from last episode, mm. don't we? Mm. We're getting down to the to the bottom of the barrel of the wide receiver rankings for this uh, for this year. This top fifteen, yeah, yeah, yeah. top fifteen. So we well, got. About- we left you at ten. We're gonna start at eleven this week. Perfect. Yeah, we have a uh, five left for you guys. Uh, some guys who may not be on your radar currently, but definitely should be. There's some real talent at the bottom of this list. Uh, so we're just excited to get you going. Before we get started, just want to make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at DLC Fantasy. It's easy. Come on, guys. If you're with us on episode three and you're not following us... What the hell are you doing? I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry. So make sure you guys are following us there. Interact with us there. Send us your questions. Send us your teams. We like to uh, always be chatting with you all. So looking forward to seeing you online. Guys, let's jump right into it. Let's get it started. Joey, I'll pass it right over to you. All right. Our consensus, number 11 wide receiver, we have Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. Great pronunciation. I was just about to say, before you do anything, that's great pronunciation. That's great pronunciation. I I practiced in the mirror for an hour before we started doing this. (laughs) He's sweating, guys. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm I'm, big sigh of relief over here. We purposely gave him the hardest name. Yeah, no, I was up to the challenge. That was nothing. Um... He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, second-ranked wide receiver in the 2018 class. And, I mean, this kid's family is just insane. His dad's Mr. Universe. I've heard he looks like a mountain. <laughs> um, he's got um, brothers and Equinemius St. Brown, and I do not know the other name, but it's probably a pretty cool name, along with Amon Ra. Um, Equinemius obviously in the NFL. His other brothers plays at Stanford, so they are uh, high-level receivers. It's a big athletic family. Uh, Amon Ra himself is an early declare with early production. Um, the 92nd percentile breakout age. And when I mention breakout age, that just uh, represents the age when a wide receiver um, is he first receives a 20-plus percent dominator rating. Um, and in... That season, this 2018 season, he commanded a 21% target share, um, playing alongside, I think you guys in fantasy space would know, Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. So, I mean, he's not coming out as the one guy, but he still commanded a nice target share. Didn't uh, eclipse 1,000 yards, but still 750 receiving yards as a freshman. Not too bad. Yeah, I think he played really well. Um, I wish I saw him lying outside a little bit more. He was in the slot about 70% of the time. 
And when I was looking at his route to run, about 14% of the time he was running a vertical route, which is the absolute class low over mm. the last three seasons. So it doesn't excite me that, you know, his routing is pretty, pretty just, it's not dynamic. It doesn't, you know, the writing tree is not explosive. Um, however, he is, though. You know, I like, I like watching him play. I, I think he has some good talent, but he's not, he's a, he's a reason why he's our number 11 overall. Yeah. Um, this te- this class is filled with those slot guys, and uh, Amon Ra is just adding to the dynamic list of uh, slot receivers. He's got the ability to find open space and routes. He uh, a lot of work is done close to the line of scrimmage. You'll see him um, on screens, jet sweeps. He can do it all uh, at the line of scrimmage. He's not going to get a huge um, depth of target, but that's okay. You don't need the like the, all your receivers to be field stretchers. If he has the speed and athleticism to create opportunity in space, and he does, he can be a great fantasy asset. One thing that really did bother me about him, though, when I was watching his tape, um, I actually just finished up on him last week, and he just had he had too many drops for my liking for a slot receiver. You guys know I hate you heard that. that yeah, last you guys week. know I, I hate I that. I did have that written yeah. down. He, yeah, he needs more consistency with his hands. He's, it's either a great catch, and you're going to see that on a highlight reel, or it's just a bad drop. And you couple that with, you know, not top-tier quarterback play in college. He's never had, like, an unbelievable quarterback at USC. It's just a recipe for disaster. You, you know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't even very good after, after the reception. He usually went down pretty fast. He only had 4.6 yards after the catch. Just not great. That's pretty underwhelming. Frank for a slot guy, too? Yeah, in, in college, too, where you should be seeing a lot more than that if you have that elite exactly. a- athleticism and ability. You just didn't see that from him, which is, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's an underwhelming, underwhelming prospect right now who has potential, um, just not, not there yet. He did not, just didn't show it in college. Yeah, and even on his pro day, he didn't like blow your hair off. No. Um, he, do you know when he, he did it with his shirt off, he looked great. Do you know when he also blew my hair off? Um, 2020, he played Washington State. Again, I, told you, I just finished his tape last week, and Washington State, four Four first quarter touchdowns. Four. Yeah, he's. I mean, I saw that tape. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like, people don't get this in a game, let alone in one quarter. So, yeah, he's obviously the man. Once Michael Pittman went off to the NFL, but I mean, he has the upside to produce as a solid slot wide receiver in the next level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any any guy that can get you four touchdowns in a quarter and a half or something, it's a guy that you're gonna have to watch out for. Exactly. In a game, yeah. exactly. Let's I take it. Like that. Let's take it farther cool. than that. You you want a guy like that on your team, hundred percent. Um, you just wonder if you'll be able to do that against top tier NFL talent, and that's really where I'm concerned. And stop dropping the ball, please, man. Uh, Ian uh, has a big thing against that, so yeah. you're on his you're on his list. Yep, yep. So uh, I'll keep it moving right along. I think a guy that I like just a little bit more than St. Brown is Tamorian Terry uh, from FSU. We have him at number 12 consensus. Um, again, same thing. He does struggle to consistently catch the ball. And, you know, down the field, you're really getting it at a hit or miss. But he, ha- he has a really diverse uh, tree route. He consistently does it very well. He's not extremely fast. What you meant he does not. He does not. There, yes, yeah, yes, that makes yes, sense. yes, yes, I apologize. Yes, he's not proven to, to run a diverse field, but not route running tree. And it was a really disappointing season after two really good years. Uh, 2018, he had 744 yards and eight touchdowns. In 2019, he comes back, does even better at 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. 2020 only plays six games and only has 300 yards. 
There's a couple of different things that go into play there. That's pretty bad quarterback play, of course. And he did have knee surgery before the season. And he could have possibly had a falling out with his, uh, with his head coach, which uh, does not help whatsoever when you're trying to get targets. Um, but, I mean, he is big. He can get you a big play. But is that really the guy you want on your dynasty team? I guess that that's the question. That's my thing. Like I, I, I think he'd be better for your actual NFL team because you know he's a big body player, he's a big receiver, but he's more of a boom and bust guy for dynasty. And I really just that doesn't excite me on my team. Yeah, like I said uh, when we talked about Amon Ra, uh, this class is filled with the smaller guys, and he's actually one of the outliers at six four. He's huge. Um, so I mean, it's a nice little change of pace. Um, I'm not as high as Ian, um, but I mean, I still like him. Uh, he's great in contested catch situations based off that um, size. He plays well to it, shields the defenders from the ball, so he, he can just bring it in. He's got the strong hands. He can contort his body in different ways to go up and get that ball, and I think he's explosive off the last scrimmage. He's got the long strides. With that he speed, he can, yep. he can definitely create some space. Yeah, yeah, 100%. One thing if you do watch his game tape is that he's always fighting for the ball, and those 50-50 catches, he's usually going to come away with the ball because he's so big. He's huge. Yeah, and he's had to contort his body because, I mean, his quarterback play. That's, that's a nice word. You use it twice. It's a big way hey, I really did my <laughs> word of the day. This morning when I woke up, I tried to fit it in every sentence I can, and it's uh, doing pretty well. But uh, his QB play during uh, his career is – DeAndre Francois, James Blackman, and Jordan Travis. Ooh. I have no idea if those are real people. James Blackman sounds familiar to me. Uh, James, is that Justin Blackman you're thinking of? Maybe it's Justin. Yeah, <laughs> that, exactly that is exactly what it is. That's got to be it. But yeah, no, uh, they're not good. They're bad. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Tamari and Terry just made the best of a really crap situation. So, I mean, there could be a little upside there, but I'd take a full flyer on them in our, your uh, rookie drafts. Yeah, 1,200 yards, 9 touchdowns in a season in 2019 is nothing to laugh about, 100% not, but it was just really disappointing to see the way he came out in 2020. Yeah. I mean, but he's a guy who just could have been forgotten about just because his 2020 was so bad, but the talent's still there. Yeah. I agree. It was a COVID season, come on. Um, he got an asterisk. Speaking of talent, I'll take it over for the next side at number 13, um, Amari Rogers from Clemson. Mm. Um, so when this kid came out of high school, he was the, like the twelfth ranked wide receiver out of that class. He was he was talked about really really highly. Um, teams like Bama, teams like LSU, like the sorry schools like Bama, LSU, they really wanted him. I mean, this kid is just you know he was he's pretty good. Well, he was pretty good coming out of high school. Now he's more so. I am not personally excited by him, obviously by our thirteenth overall ranking. Uh, right now he's more so of like slot receiver, but he's built like a running back. Um, he returns punts pretty well, but. When I was looking at his tape, I really have a nice comp to him in terms of Lynn Bowden, which that's all right. I mean, you know, running back slash slot wide receiver. Yeah. Um, that's basically what he was for me. And I feel like once, you know, if you could manufacture touches for um for, for Amari Rodgers, that's when he could really show his burst, his vision, his, you know, just um, physicality. But if he didn't, if he didn't like set it up for him, he really wasn't going to do it for you. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, he's got that frame of a running back. I'd be a Clemson pro day. He was actually like taking running back snaps. So uh, it could be one of those Lynn Bowden situations from a year ago where, you know, in college you played wide receiver, but they whatever team drafts him just converts him to a running back, yeah. and then maybe he's not even getting as many touches as he would get as a receiver. 
Yeah, you wonder if he would have been any better um, if he didn't tear his ACL in 2019. You know. Injured. Yeah. yeah and, Obviously, it's, it's hard, hard, it's hard injury. to tell. Yeah, it's a major injury. I mean, uh, but did you hear how fast he came back? It took him six months to come back and be fully healthy half of yeah, that. That's pretty so, incredible. Yeah, with the um, modern medicine, 20 ACL isn't that bad anymore. <laughs> I guess. I yeah, mean, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> how would you, you want to find out? <laughs> no, I'm I'll good. No, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I like my knees the way they are. I also just want to appreciate the show notes for everybody out there that um, Isa wrote, <laughs> this kid has dinosaur arms because his catch radius is so unbelievably bad, and it lands him in the fifth percentile. Well, that's like the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> like, the bottom. Like, yeah. Dinosaur arms. For it's because Mario Trevor Lawrence is so good, he was getting the ball <laughs> right to him. Right Putting it right in the chest. No, but right. it was, yeah, so, dude, so the catch radius is determined by like the height, the arm length, the vertical jump, and this guy just, he didn't have it for him. You know, like... Just watching him play, just I, I don't know. There, there's just something just when I watched him play. Yeah, man. Yeah, if, if there's people out there comparing him to Debo, uh, I, I'd like a drug test on every single one of those people. Yeah, that's actually embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. He, I would, he, I've, I've heard that before because they're, they're similar in terms of breaking tackles and picking up yards after the catch, but that's, that's an insult to Debo, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't have that speed or size, but, I mean, he, he does run his routes pretty well. Um he doesn't have that catch radius, but he doesn't use his body to make the catches. He uses his hands. So I don't want to, like, completely shit on this kid's life. But I mean, there, it, it, was, it was a joke between there. friends. <laughs> yeah, between us three and the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Amari, if you're listening, man, so sorry. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm sorry for those two. I wasn't uh, I wasn't as hard on you. Joe's trying to make friends out here. We're just trying to tell the truth. Hey, that was the truth. He's 13 for me. It's not like I got him in the top five. Yeah. yeah. Nothing great. Let's keep it moving, Joe. I'll pass it right over to you, man. Uh, so this one's a little, uh, definitely the highest of the yeah, three here. Uh, Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. Um, he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. But, I mean, this kid is not really known worldwide for his football play, which, I mean, Joe, why are you talking about that on a football podcast? I don't know, because he's Good fast question. as all shit. That's why. <laughs> he ran an unofficial 4-2-6, which is 99th percentile. I mean... Just give the guy the ball and watch him run. He's got two gold medals and some U20 championships. And he actually, like, holds the world record right now for um, the Boys World Youth um, 100-meter dash. Does he? I, yeah. I knew he was fast. I didn't think he was that 16 fast. 16-year-old, 207 days. He holds a record. Um I mean, yeah, when you think about him, I'd personally... I wish he held more football records. Yeah, I personally don't think of him, like, as a, you know, the football player, but more of the speedster. I mean, every, whenever I was watching highlights on him, like, whenever he got the ball, and here's the fastest kid in college football, like, every single time he touched the ball, the announcer was saying that, and that's not a joke, because he is. Uh, he can be... A, Deep there with that speed, but I mean, a lot of his work's done around the line of scrimmage with jet sweeps. Yeah, and he reminded me a lot of uh, looking at Steve uh, Miko Hartman. S- yeah. Similar build. He's a little bit taller, but they're. When I was looking at their weights that were at their pro days in the combine. They're they're basically one pound away yep. from each other, so they're yeah. very similar in terms of speed as well. Yeah, when we got down to uh, like this part of the wide receivers, I'm just looking for upside, and I just think um, since this he's going to be a versatile weapon in the NFL. He's not going to be your traditional receiver running like. A diverse route tree or anything like that but I mean you put him on the right offense and people use him to his strengths and give him the ball 
right at the line of scrimmage. He finds open space. He can just blow by people. I saw I saw a lot of I saw a lot of throws thrown at him that he just kind of like bobbled it. Like it took him like twice to catch the ball off his hands, and then he'll finally catch. Like he I didn't I didn't like that. It wasn't a drawback, obviously, but I yeah. I, I didn't like that. Too many double catches for me. It doesn't have the sure hands. Hate to see it. Got the legs though. Yeah, he's got the legs, man. All right. But if if he does get into the right offense, I mean, with that kind of the speed, high man, offense, yeah, high scoring offense with that mm. kind of speed, man, um, yeah, I mean, he can he can absolutely be a, a, a threat. But like you said, he does he does kind of bubble every throw. It seems like that comes his way. And one one other thing, I mean, defenders are only gonna get bigger, and he's not a huge guy. No, he's, he's not. gonna get taken down pretty pretty is. Like, like 186, easily. yeah. Yeah, he's not a big guy, so, I mean, it's going to be... Hopefully know. defenders can't you gotta catch, catch him. him. Yeah, you gotta catch, yeah, him. you got to catch him first, I guess. <laughs> That's the biggest point. 4.2 seconds. Sure, but like, look, looking at his tape, I don't think I ever saw him break one tackle. Like, the second someone touched him, the second, like, the wind hit him, he's going to fall down. He's done, yeah. But, like, right. you know what? One thing Joe said, and that's true, we're basically just shooting darts in the dark right here and seeing... He's number 14. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the upside is definitely this there. This is where right? you got to Yeah, with that kind of speed, with that kind of speed, he's... I mean, he can... I mean, he can do something if yeah. he can get away and stay up. But who knows if he's going to catch the ball at that point. Anything else on that one, Joe? Oh, you don't that's really your, need to, that's your boy, you, man. You don't really need to catch the ball if that, you're running a jet sweep. I mean, that's all right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, not important, right? <laughs> no, not not that important. But I uh, I like you, uh, Anthony Schwartz. Again, if you're listening, I'll be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> These right. two bashed on you. I didn't. Just keep I didn't bash. Joe's just trying when to. You make want friends. someone to come to your gold medal party? Just, Hit me just, up. He's just trying to make friends out here, man. He's not. I'm still telling the truth. I'm not saying he's a good pass catcher. I even came up and said he's not a football player when I think about him, but he's got the athleticism to make things happen. Yep. Yeah, so I'll keep it moving right along to our number 15 and last. Sad. Uh, Nico Collins out of Michigan. <laughs> he's pretty pretty big guy, 6'4", 215 pounds. Mm-hmm. 89th percentile speed score for a guy that size is really, really, really good. 95th percentile in catch radius, um, like Isov explained. So, my my dude's got he's got arms. He's got arms for yeah, days. He's got he's arms for four. days, yeah, man. Yep. Um, so he he's I mean as I said he's large, but he's just not extremely fast. But he does show some flashes, I guess, from time to time. Um, I guess it would have been more interesting to see him play in 2020, uh, but I guess he never went back after the Big Ten canceled canceled their season. So it's tough to. I mean, like we said, we're just looking for upside at this point. Big guy might be able has good hands, good tracking ability, and body control. I guess good upside. It's just hard to predict what's going to happen with Nico Collins when he gets to the league. One of my favorite things about Nico Collins is his ability to like run block. That's. That's not sexy. It's not flashy. Nobody really cares about it, but NFL coaches do. And if you're if you're a big guy like that, they can catch. Maybe you get a little more playing time depending on who your coach is. You know, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, he was a four star recruit coming out, but he picked probably one of the worst places to yeah, go. If you're a high high you know, where yeah, wide receivers oh, die. every yeah. great prospect goes to die at Michigan. It's just I guess it's the hard Thank you, hard there. Yep. It's terrible. Um, you know, make friends with him, huh? No, it's all right. I don't need to. He's, he, he shouldn't have a job, but I don't want to be friends with uh, that guy. It's fine by me. Um, yeah, he produced, I mean, alongside Donovan Peoples-Jones, 
before he went into the league, Donovan Peoples-Jones actually wasn't like a terrible receiver. Like I don't, I, he's not that great um, when you think about him nowadays. But back in the day, when he's still in Michigan, you, there was some promise there. And with guys like John O'Corn and Shea Patterson throwing to you, I don't know what you can Who? do. Who? Uh, John O'Corn. Who? Uh, John O'Corn. Who? Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that. What? Oh, and uh, Shea Patterson. <laughs> yeah, Shea, Shea Patterson. Also not good. No, also definitely not, not good. But yeah, he plays very physical because he's, I mean, he's got that big body. So he gets up, has good body control um, when he gets up and gets those contested catches. And like I said about Tamari and Terry, he's got the long strides to get downfield. And separate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he, that's that's a similar comp to him. Yeah, I, I would say so as well. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see if he could have gone somewhere else because his yeah. his measurables are really impressive. His like Ian was Ian said earlier, his, his combine numbers are pretty good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really yeah. show it on the field all mm-hmm. the time, but his numbers are pretty good. It would have been interesting to see him go somewhere else with a better quarterback play. He's definitely a sleeper in this class. Yep, one hundred percent. Based off obviously not playing twenty twenty, and why would you go back? Because Michigan's terrible. 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 It was never. It was. He was never. His stock was never going to rise because of Michigan. No, no. Now with no. The this year wasn't going to help him. I no. might as well train for the uh, NFL draft. Okay. Stay healthy, really. This is such a cool year to see. I mean, I don't know if cool is the word. It's interesting year to see all these guys who barely played in 2020, who opted out in 2020, like how, where, how they look when they enter, when they, when they get to the NFL, if, if they were overrated and they just lucked out on having a great 2019, um, what are you talking about Jamar Chase? Whoa, whoa, but I would never say that. I, think, no, I would I never say that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> definitely <laughs> just not him. Just want to make sure. He's uh, eating in general. Definitely not him. But a guy like Nico Collins that definitely has the talent, you just wonder, you know, if he gets the heat. Has the body and the talent. He gets to gets to the right system in the NFL, and I guess that's obvious to say. That, that's a guy I'd take a little flyer on yep. in later rounds, for sure. Yeah. So I think that's our consensus rankings, but we are not over yet. We have... Uh, we want to kick it to some questions from our listeners that we've gone over the past week. Mailman's here. The mailman's here, and it's not Joe. Uh, no. Our listeners went to us again. Twitter, Instagram at DLC Fantasy. You can uh, DM us. You can just tweet it at us. You can, I don't know, send us actual mail to my house if you really want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. We're here. It's always nice it. to open up a letter. Yeah, you. yeah. That seems personal. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, we'll kick it right to that. I think uh, we got a couple over here. I will start with the first question at C Gover Seven. Tight ends outside the top five with upside. Oh, I thought. Do you want to take us? <laughs> I'll think about that. Yeah, uh, we got a couple. Um, obviously, first one that comes to my mind is no fan. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, they need the upgrade at the quarterback position, but they're probably going to do that. They're obviously bringing in competition for Drew Locke, and maybe, maybe Drew, Drew Locke gets like a third-year bump. Maybe he's something. Probably not, but... You never know. There's upside there for him. He's can't get worse. Yeah, he's shown that he can still produce with Drew Lock. Um, he's had a couple stretches uh, past couple years. Um, another name that I think of, I'd say Irv Smith in Minnesota with Kyle mm. Rudolph being gone. Um, you said with upside, so I guess that, that yeah, makes guess sense. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that upside. I mean, tight end position is pretty gross outside. Yeah. Kelsey Kittle, Waller. Mark Andrews, Andrews, Andrews and yeah. well, Kyle Pitts is gonna get in there, so I'll make that the top five right yeah, there. Top five. 
Um, yeah, I'd say Irv Smith, um, Adam Troutman now that Jared Cook's gone. I like I like Dallas Goddard a lot too. I don't yeah, particularly like that Wentz too. left, but I think Goddard is actually really good. And um, uh, Zacharias is not going to be there longer. Huh? I, I have one, and this goes against my philosophy of oh, catching Jesus, big bodies. Oh, are you going to see my baby? Oh, Evan Christ. Ingram, man. Oh, if no, Evan Ingram would just with catch this the guy. ball, Jeez. man. If He's he done. could just catch the ball. He gets open and he gets the targets and the opportunities. My dude just cannot do anything with it. I don't know if he's ever going to catch the ball. I don't, I don't think he is. <laughs> if he has it by now, I don't think that he is. Well, the problem with Ingram is I think he's a good tight end. I mean, his numbers are pretty good, guys. Like, I mean, he's finished in top 10 tight ends. Yeah. Like he, He's good. It's not but that hard to do. It's not. But the problem now with, with Kenny Galladay coming in, it's actually going to hurt him. Like Kenny Galladay's going to take so many more targets. Yeah. Barkley coming back. Barkley's mm-hmm. going to run with the ball more, get more targets as well. So... I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with him, but I, I do think he's talented. I agree, man. Just catch the ball. Yeah. The Quintana, the Quintana uh, school of catching is just to catch the ball. Can't give That's it. That's I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Thaddeus Moss. <laughs> oh, oh, deep oh. sleeper. Yeah, Real deep. Dude. No, when I mean deep, I mean he's, def- he's definitely on your waivers. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, so he actually just signed today well, with the Bengals, which is his college quarterback and Joe Burrow. Reunited. Um there's there's so nobody good. yeah there, there's no real tight end there you know I think Drew Sample is there um, CJ, CJ Uzoma? Uzoma? yeah come on I don't none of those guys really you know doing it for me needed Thaddeus Moss to be honest with you but you know give it a shot he's probably on your, he's probably on your waivers free guy to pick up if he does something great if he doesn't cut him second life second life maybe for him yeah who knows he was hurt so maybe he missed yeah he missed I mean, all the last yeah he didn't, he didn't even play didn't even play yeah, guess we'll see. Um, all right, I'll move it right along. I mean, we got a scenario here from one of our listeners at BKL3. It's two quarterback league, 12 teams. He's picking number four in this year's draft. Uh, two quarterbacks, and he has Tua, Drew Locke, and Jameis Winston in his uh, roster. Of course, two quarterback league, Lawrence and Wilson are probably going to go number one and number two. So if that's the case, should he take one of the other top quarterbacks at number four or go for a position player? Um, seems like uh, you got a little bit of a need at quarterback. Um, I like Tua coming into this year. Uh, he should definitely get an upgrade. He's obviously got Will Fuller. He's going to have Devontae Parker out there. Maybe they upgrade with like a Jamar Chase yep. or something. Or even if they upgrade the offensive line with Penny Sewer um, or Sean Slater. Either one of those, that's a big upgrade for Tua. Um, we just talked about Drew Locke. He's going to uh, – might not even be the guy. No. Um, and Jameis is in a little battle with Taysom Hill. That but I, doesn't I, worry me much. No, I, I still feel pretty good about Jameis. Um, but since it's this format, uh, two quarterback, super flex, whichever one it is, I would probably go with whoever's there. If they take Wilson at two – that's your best case scenario because I'm not that high on Wilson. I'd well, rather could, go Fields at two myself. Well, he said assume. So he knows he knows the league yeah, better than we do, so he probably knows it's going to happen yeah. one two. Okay, perfect. So you, you're picking between Lawrence, not Lawrence, not sorry, Lawrence. Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones, and I would love to have any of those guys. So yes, I'd go quarterback. It, it'll for me. It'll depend where they land. Um, if Fields goes to the Jets. I'm all set. Mac Jones goes to um, San Francisco. I'll gladly take him. Yep. And whoever goes to San Francisco, I'll take. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll take yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I'd probably take whoever goes to San Francisco. 
But, I mean, there's something to be said about Najee Harris. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It, depending on how your team looks right now, it would be something to consider depending on where these other quarterbacks land. 100%. Jameis is not completely washed. He went out this quarterback. Jameis is like 27. Exactly. He can give you a couple years. Tua's second year. Drew Locke is getting caught in the sun back. Exactly. But let's yeah. just say you just have Tua. On the bench. Let's just say you have Tua on Jameis. The argument could be made you can stick around with those two quarterbacks and really upgrade your teams with one of the other top talents in the draft, whether yeah. it's Chase, whether it's Harris, whether it's Pitts. Those three are probably, you know, cornerstones of your dynasty roster. You're not, you're not taking Pitts at four. four years to go. No. Yeah, I'm not yeah, not no. Pitt, not in a two quarterback league, no. I guess. Yeah, or Her- I mean, Harris, I get I, I don't know. Yeah, I would even maybe send out some feelers if you could go trade number four for a quarterback right now that's established and you know what you're getting. Maybe a Justin Herbert. No, I don't think you. I don't think you have to add something to that. Oh yeah, I don't, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it. you can get it just straight up like that. But give it a shot. Maybe somebody scared that Bur- uh, Burrow's injury is gonna really hurt him with the ACL. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to send out some feelers. Yeah, see what's, and see if what's he going fails, on. so uh, you draft a Mac Jones or. No. Whoever, goes Fields, to whoever's there. whoever goes to San <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I I do like this uh, quarterback class is very good for these kind of leagues because it's nice and deep. Yeah. yeah. You wonder how many leagues of those two quarterback leagues are going to have first four or five picks just all be <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks. But that would be great for number six, just pick up Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah. And Harris you finish nice. six, maybe that's what you needed to get into the championship. Casual. Casual. Yep, 100%. Uh, keep it moving here. Uh, we have uh, a question here from one of our Instagram followers, Tommy. Tommy is asking, which wide receiver has the potential to have the most immediate impact in year one? And he just wants us to talk about, apart from Chase, because I feel like it's pretty obvious that he may have... Well, I mean, depending on where they go, but Chase would probably have the highest impact. So, apart from Chase... I would say it's, uh, I would say Devonte Smith. No, yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would agree with that. Hands. I mean, he he's also one of the more ready NFL guys that there are right now. I mean, he just destroyed the league last year. He just destroyed um, college mm-hmm. um, football last year. And he won Heisman. He went off. He broke records previously set by Jamar Chase. Yep. Um, yeah. No, he's built. Not he's not built like a prototypical one, but he plays to that style. He doesn't care that he's undersized. He, he really. Just plays like a big body receiver. 1,800 yeah. yards, 23 touchdowns. I mean, yeah. Great hands, great route running. No matter what, what um, I'm blanking out on the word. The what the <laughs> coaches call the plays. Yeah. Play style. Guys, I'm blanking here. Apologies. Yeah, he, he'll fit into <laughs> any scheme. He'll, that, that's there what I meant to say. He will fit into any scheme. Uh, any 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 coach would be glad to have Devonta Smith. He just has great hands. Hundred percent, it will be him. Depend depending on landing spot, I can see that being Waddle as well, but at a much less likely scenario. But depending where he goes, if you can go to a high octane offense, I can see I can see him being up there. Yeah, this question can definitely be easily, more easily answered uh, after the NFL draft. All of the all of this is. But I mean, be uh, for right now, it's Devonta Smith, for sure. Definitely. All right, and let's see. Looks like we have one more here, also from our Instagram, from our friend Mark, friend of the friend of the podcast. Mark, What's up, Mark? thanks, Mark, for uh, for sending this in. 
We talked about this. We touched on this a little bit uh, at the end of last episode, and I think Mark listened to it, and he wanted us to expand on this a little bit. Piss off, Isif. Yeah, just to get Isif all, <laughs> all bothered here at the end of the episode. So where where would Kyle Pitts rank if we're taking him among the wide receivers in this class? Uh, I'd say number two with a bunch of confidence. Isif, what about you? Uh, he'd be in the top five. Mm. Listen, mm. I, I think Pitts is really awesome, but the best thing about Pitts is he plays in the tight end position that just it's, it's ass. Like he, and he plays in he plays in a position that's so it's so bad. So the fact that he's there it actually bumps him up so much higher for me. I, I mean I don't think he'd be the best I don't think he'd be the best wide receiver or or second or third. So who would you put? Who would be I would the, put him who'd right, after, right, right, after Waddle, Chase, right after Waddle. Right after Waddle. Oh my god! Before right before Bateman. <sighs> It's right around there, yeah. Right around that four spot for me. So I guess if we're... Okay, I'd rather have Chase than Pitts. Yep, I'd, rather, I'd rather have Smith than Pitts. Yeah, not me. Not me. And I guess if you're talking... If you if I'm saying that I'd rather have Smith, I'd also rather have Waddle because they're c- comparable to each other kind of a little bit. I don't know. And, and different play styles. But different yeah. play styles, but just the, the, the expected su- success rate in the NFL. So yeah, I I, uh, I think I said second yeah. in this episode. I would put him right at number four, right after Waddle. I'm putting him at number two still. I don't fucking care what you guys say. You guys are fucking nuts. <laughs> six six two forty five, and he ran a four 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 unofficial. No, I. You don't have to blow me away with the numbers. I love him hundred percent. He's gonna be unbelievable. But just absolutely dominated. It's like he wasn't trying. Playing with a bunch of kids out there. He's a grown man. He's. Literally a generational talent, and you put WR instead of TE next to his name, he's um, taking him right after Jamar Chase. I don't care. Yeah, I guess the topic has to be brought up. Is Isov afraid of the TE next to the name? The TE is. makes him better. <laughs> there's, there's a little fear in his voice, guys. He's if you guys a can't monster. Pick up on Who's going to cover him? Oh. You can say the same thing now. Yeah. I mean, you already <laughs> said it. He's going to be a top five tight end as soon as he gets into the league, probably. Is yeah. that tight end talent's just so bad? Um, yeah, I, I put him right, right after Waller. Four. Yeah, I put him right at four. Yeah, Whew, can't wait to see him in the NFL. Oh uh, yeah, all right, I'm guys. I'm gonna have none of them on my team, <laughs> but that's just the way it goes. All right, guys. I think uh, that's it for us for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we're gonna keep preparing you for the NFL draft. I know we have the rookie draft. If you guys are uh, going into year two or more of your dynasty leagues, maybe you're starting a, a league. We just want to make sure you guys are ready and prepared for these rookies coming into the league. So a really good class, especially the wide receivers and quarterbacks. Uh, we'll hit you next week with the running backs. We're not such a good class. We're not the uh, best class we've ever seen. It's. Um, but it should be good. Should be good because you you know the top three are easy. You, we gotta prepare you guys for uh, for after that, and that's what we're here to do, right? Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know if we're prepared. <laughs> you can hear the excitement in our voice. Oh, it's gross. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. I love you guys so Thanks much. Thanks for sticking around. Go Celtics. I really love you. <laughs>